Welcome to the Claudio Rosano Show on ClaudioRosano.com, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Claudio will be speaking to sports legends from the 70s, 80s, and 90s about their careers, business, and what they're doing now. He will also hold roundtable discussions with some old friends about trending topics in the world of sports. And now, here's Claudio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Claudio Relsano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. We are taping from the My Policy Quote Studios here in Swickley, Pennsylvania. As always, want to thank Rick Mitchell for the intros and outros, and my fantastic producer, Mr. Adam Zaluf. We have got, and I just told uh, our guest today, Rick Mitchell, and our great producer, Adam Zaluf, we got a bunch of emails asking when Rick and I were going to do the other series or continue this series for the wrestling uh, 70s and 80s wrestling. I knew it was going to be entertaining because Rick uh, and I watched it religiously every Saturday, uh, maybe even some Sundays, different times on Saturdays. But uh, Rick, welcome to the show and thank you as always. Always a pleasure, Claude. Glad to be here and uh, glad to talk to you too again, Adam. Adam, he mutes himself. But anyway, <laughs> he heard you though. I, I'm sure he heard you. Rick, real quick. Which... Yeah. Um, Wrestling used to be on at 10, noon, 5, and midnight. Yeah. Which ones yeah. did you watch? Did you watch them all or which ones? Honestly, uh, really all of them, depending on, you know, how busy you were or what, what, what we were doing or what was going on. But um, the the one that I watched mostly Can I was guess? the midnight one. Midnight, yeah. Oh, midnight, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, it, it was the midnight one. That's the one I, I remember uh, the most. Uh, out of uh, who, who it was a WOR, right, Claude? That exactly. Was one out of New York, yeah. Exactly. And I would just watch that a ton. Love that one. Love that one. You know what? I, I love that one too. And I used to get pistachios, which I couldn't stomach it now. I mean, literally <laughs> stomach it now. But every yeah. midnight, I remember the red pistachios. It was got all yeah, the fingertips. Right? And they seemed better back then. I, I don't know. Everything seemed better back then. But I used to watch <laughs> it in the room that I'm in now. I mean, you know my house, you know the room I'm in. Right. And sure. the matches were great, but the interviews were great. But then what I also loved was watching the 10 o'clock noon five on WPGH and WPTT. I know you remember that. Yeah. And they sure. used to promote the, the Pittsburgh cards, obviously. Yeah. And man, I mean, especially when I was going to them in from 80 to uh, 80, mid 82, uh, my brother used to take me until we parted ways, but that's another story. Uh, that, that's for another show. Another, yeah, another right. <laughs> And I'm sure you haven't heard that enough, Rick. Ah, but, once uh, or twice. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but, I, but I did appreciate him taking me. That was absolutely, and to borrow a phrase of yours, magical. When he used to take me, we used to go to the uh, yeah. Chatham Hotel. I used to get a Pittsburgher, a hamburger, and yeah. then we would go to the Civic Arena and now back then we used to get front row. Well, I'd say first three row seats. And yeah. I always appreciated him taking me. It was so much fun, magic to see those guys. It was like, wow, you know, they're real, you know, but it was, it was a great time. How, how, you know what, how about your first experience uh, going up there? The first time I went to see a match was, with you, as a matter of fact. Um, oh, were you that old? Good, okay. Uh, it, yeah, the first time I actually went to see one. Yes. Right. I, I first, you know, there, there was 
there was plenty of reasons why I didn't get a chance to go see them until I was, you know, in high school or whatever. Um, right. But uh, yeah, it was with you. And I, I can't remember if your brother took us or somebody else did. Um, but it yeah, he, was. Uh, go ahead. He, he took us. He took us. OK. And um, I remember um, Tony Atlas was fighting somebody and I can't remember who it was, but I, Ladd. I got up. It might have been. It, yeah, it might have been. And I got up and I went into I, we were yeah, like you said, we were really close, really, yeah, really close. Yeah. And I, I got up and I went to the back for, you know, some personal reasons. And uh, it was funny. I passed Jesse Ventura. He was standing in like right outside the door to get out of the arena, like you know, right, right. into the bowels of the arena. He was standing right out there watching the match. And it was just such a it was almost like, you, you, you know, the 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 marks call it uh, breaking kayfabe. Right. You know, it was almost like he was breaking kayfabe, like he was just out there watching the match. And I walked up and I said, hey, Jesse, and he shook my hand, big man. And he took my hand and just that was it. It was just I passed. But it was just so odd to see him like like watching the match like a fan. You know, it's just really, really weird. But anyway, well, you know um, what that was? That was if if that was an 82. So I was a senior junior. I don't remember if it was. No, I, I tell you what, it was between like it was in January ish, if I'm not mistaken. You might, yeah, you're probably right about that too. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing I remember about that match, walking up to to the arena and how things have changed, there were people. Now you and I were 17, 16. Those people in their right. 30s, 40s, 50s, which is what we are now, and right. they were talking about how could. Ernie Ladd have turned on that young man. He was always respected. <laughs> and that, and then they were talking yeah. about they were talking about strategy. You know, right. this, right. that, and it was it was great though, because it made it even better, you know. It was it was funny that the people, I mean, you took it personally, yeah. you know, back then, especially when you were a little kid. You yeah. took it personally. I mean, I don't I don't know, you know, I think we've talked about this before when Bruno lost the title to uh to Koloff. Um, I saw it. I, yeah, I saw it when I was a little kid and I saw it on TV, obviously. And it was on WOR and I was young, but I remember being really upset about (laughs) it. Like really. And and even, even at a young age, you think, okay, this isn't really real because there's so much stuff that even as a seven or eight year old, you're going, ah, you know, this probably isn't. But boy, when Bruno lost, boy, you took it personally. It was real, you yeah. Know? Yeah, it was. I, it, was it, it, it hurt, you know. I remember when he. I don't remember that when he lost that fight, but I do remember when he lost when he won the belt back against Stan Stasiak. I yeah. remember we were at friends of ours on Maple Lane in Swickley. You know where that is, obviously. And their sure. names were the Constable family. Very nice family. Very nice family. Uh, anyway, I, I could pick, I could tell you, Rick, where the radio was. It was a white radio, yeah. <clears throat> and they were talking about tonight. Uh, Bruno was going to be fighting uh, Stan Stasiak, or today was a day thing. Uh, he was going to be fighting Stan Stasiak, and I'm like, oh my god, yeah. yeah. But that's when yeah. now he he. Uh, I don't know if Bruno won it yet, or it was you know prior to him winning it in New York. 
or maybe it was a rematch after he won it. But I, every time I go by that house, I think of that. And then I remember when he lost a superstar, they, Vince McMahon came on and he said, uh, the new champion, superstar Billy Graham. And they showed bits and pieces of the match for like right. two, three weeks, you know. But it's like, wow, he lost. It was, it was right. crazy. But, uh, but that's, right. again, like you, you always say, it's magical. But one of Absolutely. the couple of the emails, and I was going to do this anyway, but a couple of the emails asked for us to discuss jobbers, <laughs> which yeah. I hate that term, but that's what they, that's yeah. what they were. <laughs> yeah. And curtain jerkers. <laughs> uh, I, I like <laughs> that one. Better. What's that? Ham and egger. Ham and egger. Ham and egger. Right. So we have three guys that we're going to talk about that uh, were, in my opinion, they were big time and they were fun to watch. But we're going to start yeah. off with SD Joan. And I'll tell you why we call him SD Joan in a minute. But Rick, your thoughts on SD Joan? And when I met, when I say SD Jones to you, what comes to mind and what matches come to mind? He, uh, 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 as as one of those guys, I mean, now the the, the more politically correct um, uh, uh, term is, is enhancement talent, which I, I think I, is hilarious. I think that's really, really funny. Sure. Um, you usually get these guys that, you know, will uh, make a big push in a match and then they, they just, just get so close to winning. So like a major upset. And then, right. of course, they lose. Right. Yeah. So okay, but S.D. Jones, I remember um, he fought everybody. I mean that that is the one thing that, that when 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 you and I kind of kind of were texting back and forth earlier, I was thinking about this, and and he he fought everybody. I mean it's 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 one of those things where you know he no matter who was whoever the up and comer was whoever the 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 bad guy was because because S.C. Jones was all I don't remember S.C. Jones ever being uh, a heel he, he was always a no face. no um, and he always fought the up and comers he always fought the bad guys the you know uh, the, uh, you know the the monsters they would put him in there and sometimes he would do well other times he'd get squashed yeah um, but what was the the uh, he was um, it was it was the the the, the fastest match right up until wrestle very good ten years ago it was WrestleMania and I, I was I it big John two was it was, was it Bundy or one one or two it was against Bundy it was and Bundy. it was yeah, yeah. and as, you know who was supposed to fight that I, I think it was one do you know who was supposed to fight that fight was uh, Tony Atlas and they paid Tony Atlas not to show up for whatever reason um, S D Joan fought Bundy. And I yeah. won. It was really longer than six seconds, but uh, he, it was he, it was seventeen. I think I read. Okay. I think it was so, actually seventeen seconds, but they put it down as six. Yeah. You know. And he he you know he did his thing. He clapped his hands. He went after him. <laughs> Buddy, uh, you know, got him and squat. And it was it was a great match. I loved it. But I, I was born for SD. <laughs> but but SD Jones for me, I always liked him. He was one of those guys that you're like, oh here's this guy going to fight, you know, some monster, you know, but I always liked SD Jones and I, I was always hoping they would give him a push and that they would put a temporary belt on him, you know, like a, a you a know, tag a, team. A, a, a tag team title, um, an intercontinental belt that they put on him for a, a week, you know, something like that, because he seemed like really seemed like a company guy. Now he was everywhere. I mean, he, he, 
he wrestled in uh, you know all of the bigger federations i mean he was he was a, a lot before he was with the wwe wwf back then he was um in some of the like triple a right. uh, organizations you know what and, and he, he won titles yeah he was all over exactly and he he won titles there so you know it, now that he's up in the, the the big leagues as it were um you know i was always hoping that they would say and you know it, it, it's like one of those things where when they put the belts on uh, Putski and and uh, Santana, Santana, you know, it was like because it was, you know, they were so popular and they probably weren't like, as you say, like they're they're kind of mid carters or whatever, but they were really popular. So that's what right. you do. You put a belt on them for three or four or five months and whatever. Now, I didn't think they were going to put a belt on SD Jones for, you know, five or six months, but I was just kind of hoping it was kind of a Stan Stasiak kind of thing where. They sure. put it on transitional champion. What did Stasiak have it for nine days? Something like, you know? yeah. Yeah. So, and and I was kind of hoping they would do that because I always liked um, SD Jones. He was just he was just one of those guys that you're like, okay, like other jobbers, you're like, oh, he's gonna get killed, you right. know, and I don't care. He give you a but run. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but SD Jones was one of those guys that's like, I'd like to see him do well because he seems like a good guy, you know, and he and he. You know, I remember one time, and I don't know if you were going to bring this up or not, but I remember one time, and I think what happened was he was he was hurt, legitimately hurt. And so he he said, you know, I'm going to go away for a while. I'm going to take some time off. And when I come back, I'm going to be as good as ever, and I'm going to be this, and I'm going to be that, and I'm going to blah, 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 blah. So you're thinking to yourself, okay, what, what's, what's going on here? Because this is before you kind of realize, well, if, if they're hurt, then right. they, you know, they're, they're going to take time off or they're going to, you know, they, they have to have a surgery. So they're going to ex- explain that, oh, I'm going to go on a Far East tour or I'm going to go do this. or I'm going to go get in better shape for you wonderful people. You know, that kind of thing. Or go to Japan and, and make when, money. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But then they, um, he come back and he looked great. I mean, yeah. he, he really had, 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 had gotten a he little lean. He also right. looked good. Right, right. He also he was he, you know he bulked up, but he was also he was a little shredded. And you're like, oh, okay, he was serious. He's gonna you know, and like I said, as a kid, you know, you're in grade school, junior high, you're thinking, oh, okay, this is. And then it was just kind of a thing. So then, as you get older, you realize, oh, he probably like you said went to Japan, or he put, maybe he was legitimately hurt, and he had to have surgery or whatever. And then he just got into shape before he came back. And then they continued that storyline that right. he had to, you know, he had to get better and he had to work on his craft and he had to do this or that, you know, but I was, but when he came back, I was always like, man, I, w- I really hope they give him a push. I, I hope they, cause he's one of those guys you want to see succeed. Not all of the guys we're going to talk about today uh, fall into that category, but he was one of them for me. And, and the, but the, the match that jumps to mind, obviously, was the WrestleMania match with Bundy, sure. you know, and it, it's like, eh, it's a crying shame, but you know, it, 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 wasn't, couple, it wasn't what it was. I got a couple match. Well, one match that, that comes to mind, but when, you know, you talked about whenever he came back and, and that's where we got the SD Joe thing. Cause Pat Patterson, Pat Patterson said, <laughs> he said, uh, I, I, SD Joe lift a lot of weight. And they <laughs> said, you are a vent. You want to see SD <laughs> Joe on the dance floor. Right. He always called him S.D. Jones. How come he didn't say Jones? Yeah. 
how hard is it? But I well, saw he it. was French. He was yeah. French speaking. They see well, an S and they think it's silent. You know, just tell him. Yeah, you know? but he was. Don't make him yeah. an announcer. But I saw. <laughs> yes. I, I saw SD just like making me a center for the Lakers. You know, it doesn't make sense. Uh, but I saw I saw SD Joan at CCBC, and uh, he came oh, out of yeah. this this one uh, area, and uh, I said, "Hey, SD, how are you?" He said, "Hey, brother," and he, he said hello, and you know, very nice to everybody. And as he walked, remember he had that stab scar in the back. Yeah, yeah. And it was like even bigger on TV. Uh, it was person. big. It was yeah. deep. Yeah, yeah. Right? But um, I'll tell you a couple things. When he fought, there was a big, a lot of promos about Tony Gurria, Rick Martel, and S.D. Joan against the Moondogs and Lou Albano. <coughs> and, excuse me. And um, in New York, they, they fought everywhere. Well, they were here in Pittsburgh. And we had front row seats to that. And yeah. uh, S.D. Joan gave Albano. And it, this was the only match that I ever saw from the Civic Arena that was on TV. Not not the whole match, just a piece of it, a snippet. And, okay. And, and I want to say that Albano had eight, of course, you know, I used to cut himself, 85 stitches it took because he bled so bad that yeah. night. And the fans were going crazy. And there's Albano, you know, the way he used to walk around. But it was unbelievable how bad he was bleeding. And then I read somewhere that was 85 stitches that, that it, it took. Then you That's mentioned sacrificing for your craft, right? There. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> but yeah, SD Jones was great. He was fun to watch. First, he was from Philadelphia. Then let's see if you remember where he was from. Antigua. Very good. He was from Antigua. <laughs> yeah. And now where's where's uh, Chris Jericho from? Uh, Canada somewhere, isn't he? Okay. See now you were, but you were specific. Where was Mike Cicluna from? Oh, the Isle of Malta. Now, I saw the Isle of Malta when I was in Italy, and I, I first Did person really? I thought about was, was Mike, Mike <laughs> Cicluna. Mike Cicluna, yeah. <laughs> but um, Patty was... and I were flying over Roanoke one time, and I thought Tony, oh, Tony Atlas. Atlas. I did. I said, hey, Tony Atlas is from there. And she looked at me, who? I said, Ooh, who's Tony Atlas? <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned Tito Santana before. Uh, real quick, before we go to our next guy. Uh, I remember when he had that knee surgery against Greg Valentine. He actually did hurt his knee, but he was half out of it. He goes, Greg Valentine, I'm going to come back. Ariba. He was like shot. He'd go, Ariba, you know. <laughs> then that time, him and Rick Martel were tag team partners, and they, they, were, in the dressing, they were in the dressing room. I, I said, remember this like it was yesterday. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what should we call ourselves? I don't know. Well, you know, we do strike with force. Hey, wait a minute. Strike force. Yeah, that's that, that's how they came up with that. That's like, I think Bert Batrock came up with his songs, I believe. Like that, right? Let's uh, just I say like the, acting, the acting chops weren't as refined maybe as they are now. Yeah. God, no. But you know what? We're going to take a quick commercial break to hear from our great sponsors and pass on some notes. Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Dr. Roscoe is a great guy. Make sure you, if you have any hearing uh, or, or allergy problems, make sure you go to Dr. Roscoe. Uh, criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson Lurie with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. And I'm reading this out of order. Dom's P. 
Pizzeria and Sports Bar at 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Don's another great guy, 412-372-3667. And, of course, I love Eric. And my policy quote, call Lou Ragianti on his cell phone at 412-609-9963 and or visit mypolicyquote.com. Com. Lou's a great guy as well. I only deal with good people. Don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get that at my website, ClaudioRelsano.com. The Boxing Authorities. You can check Luther Dupree Jr. and Smoker Jim Frazier and myself on Channel Box. Click on the WBC live link. There's some big news coming, apparently, about that show. I don't know what it is yet, but I heard it's good. Uh, the PABCA podcast, the Pennsylvania Basketball Coaches podcast, which I now host. You can listen to that great show on pa-bca.org. Uh, our, our new show, Italian Impact Weekly, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. My co-host, uh, well, both of us are co-hosts, Steve Mancini. We are on 620 AM KHB Radio, Pittsburgh, 102.1 FM. We have a lot of great guests on. We're going to have Donnie Iris on. Vince Ferragamo is going to be on. And Mario Andretti is going to be on, I believe, May 4th. So check that out. Some events that I will be at April 15th, the first ever YinzerCon in Bel Vernon. Doran Dickerson, uh, John Banasak, Angelo Spagnola, Mary Hours, Kathy, I want to say it's Falar. She is the shop and save lady. Uh, so it's, it's brought to you by Steel City Galleries. Go to buying at steelcitygalleries.com for tickets and information. That is Saturday, April 15th. I'm very honored to be invited to that. And on May 15th, 22nd annual for the kids celebrity golf tournament at Treesdale with Sid Bream, Sid Bream and John Colbert hosting it. Uh, I'll be there as always. We've had a lot of great golfers there over the years. Rocky Blyer, Louis Lips, uh, just a lot of great uh, people. Um, I'll get the list as far as who's coming again this year. But you can go to teamcsigolf.org. We will be right back with Rick Mitchell. Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's. The hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout Western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. How much was your tax penalty for your health insurance last year? 
where you told your health premium was going to be something, then you wound up paying a huge tax penalty? Are you tired of being lied to about your premium and then getting stuck in the penalty box? Lou and his team at My Policy Quote are your number one draft pick. They have access to all the top carriers, and as a brokerage, they have full market visibility with the tools and experience. Let Lou help you and your family find truly affordable quality insurance and quarterback your power play to get you out of the penalty box. Call Lou and his team at 412 609 9963. Okay, Rick, another guy who was a jobber, but he was also a what a teacher, a trainer, one of the best. He's in the, I think SD Jones is in the Hall of Fame too, but this guy's yeah. in the Hall of Fame. Johnny Rods, your thoughts on Johnny Rods? And, and real quick, uh, SD Jones, I, I thought he would have been a good tag team champion. I don't know about Intercontinental, but if they matched him up with a good tag team guy, I would have liked to have seen that. So I'm with you there. But anyway, Johnny Rods. Uh, he was always one of those. He was the enhancement talent against the good guys. He was, he was always the guy that he was the heel. He, he was never, uh, at least that I remember, he was never a face in the, in the uh, WWF. Um, he was always a heel. So where S.D. Jones would uh, wrestle against, the you know uh, King Kong Moscas and the the uh, the the Don Morocco's and all them uh, Johnny Rods would wrestle against you know Bob Backlund and and Tito Santana and those guys and so he 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 always had the uh, I love the the nickname was the great the unpredictable one right you know, that, I, was, that's that, right. that was that was one of my favorite nicknames for a guy it was is a great nickname. And, uh, and, and he, again, he was the guy that would push the good guy to the limit. And then at the very end, he would lose. Um, <laughs> but you're right. He was, he was a trainer. He trained, I, I looked at the list today of how many people Johnny Rods had trained in, in his career and goodness gracious. I mean, he, there is a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of names you'd recognize SD Jones being one of them. Oh, really? Um, yeah, he, he actually trained SD Jones and, um, a few, a few, uh, a few, a few guys, uh, um, um, Tommy Dreamer was another one that he had trained. I, I, I knew about I that. Was, yeah. I, I didn't know he trained Tommy Dreamer. So that was interesting. But, um, and then, uh, and, and Vince Russo was a name that popped up that he had trained. Now Russo wasn't really a wrestler, but I guess he had to get in there and do some stuff when he was with the WCW and all that. And then MWO know, and all that. Stuff. I know he didn't train him to say bro. Every other word, bro, 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 bro. What the hell? I get if, it. If there's, a, if there's a jobber for writing, Vince Russo would be that guy. But oh anyway, um, but yeah, he was, and he, again, he was always, you know, one of the ones that you, I, I, I always said when a, when a wrestler goes from a bad guy, to a good guy, all of a sudden they're not as good. You ever right. notice that? And, Snooker, and you couldn't touch him when he was a bad guy. As soon as he was a good guy, he, he was getting stuck. He wouldn't sell anything when he was a bad guy, but when he was a good guy, if you looked at him wrong, he would crumble. You know, but Johnny Rods was kind of like that, where you know he he would get beat all the time, but he looked like he was a world beater. You know, for the first like five minutes of the match. You know, and then all of a sudden. He'd get hit with the the good guys' um, uh, finishing move, and he yeah. was done. Yeah, but I, I was always I, I just always loved that. But I remember, um, again, 
everybody. If it was Esty Jones and Johnny Rods were on every like every week, yep. you you guaranteed to see them at least once in one of the one of the shows that you had mentioned. You're guaranteed to see at least one of them, and and that that's um, that really speaks well of them because they were good enough to to you know uh, be talent enhancement you know they sure. were good enough to to make these guys look good and look good doing it you right, know right. and and they he johnny ross was one that again he won a bunch of belts in the lower uh, organizations like again the triple a you know i mean no disrespect to those 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 organizations but you know kind of the triple a's um uh, at, at the time in the 70s and then the maybe even the early 80s but when he came to um when he came to the WWF, then all of a sudden he was, you know, he was the jobber to the stars, as they say, or whatever. But he would, but he was also training a bunch of people, and he and he has a long list of people he trained. So yeah, and 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 you had mentioned he's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame, WWF WWE Hall of Fame. So uh, that that really speaks well of him and of SD Jones that they were thought of so highly by the organization, by the McMahons sure. that they said, we're going to honor these guys. Um, I don't, I don't think SD Jones was alive. I think he had already passed when they put him in. I could be wrong about that. Um, I know yeah, Roz was uh, alive. I saw that. Roz, Roz was, yeah. Roz, Roz is still alive, I believe. Yeah. He, he might, he, yeah, I think he's still alive. Um, but again, you love to see it, and and that's that kind of cultivated your 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 kind of like what what they kind of wanted to do. They wanted you to root for the good guys, and they wanted you to boo the bad guys, and and that's and those guys were so good at being good guys or bad guys that they you know they they kind of when you're a little kid that's exactly you want to boo Johnny Ross boo you know because you're beating up Tito Santana or you're beating up Ivan Putski or whatever, and the same with. Uh, the, you know, the reverse is true with S.C. Jones, where you're rooting for him. Oh, look, he's going to he's about to pin on Morocco. And of course, it wouldn't happen. But, you know, there you go. But, you know, uh, yeah, a couple, couple things ahead. I think about. I'm sorry. Go ahead. If, I thought you were finished. My apologies. No, no, I was done. I was done. Uh, a couple things that go through my mind when I think of Johnny Rods. When um, I want to say it was he, you mentioned Mosca, but S.D. Jones, in order to be number one contender, you beat. Frank Williams, Charlie Fulton, Charlie Brown, Jose Luis Rivera, Johnny Rods, and S.D. Jones to, to get to the top. I said, wow, okay. You know, but the, Johnny Rods, one of the things, I liked whenever he was a tag team partner with Jose Estrada because yeah. they were like almost one and the same. They were they were pretty tough, but um, I tell they you. They won belts. Both of them won belts in yeah. those other organizations. Yeah, yeah. But I tell you what I think about. It's crazy because you, you covered his career very well, uh, obviously, both in the ring and out. But when Bruno got hit by Zabisco, and when he was he got he took the chair and he was cut, the next match was Johnny Rods against Tony Atlas. And Gilberto, okay. Gilberto Ramon was cleaning the blood. No gloves, of course. This was 1980. But he yeah. was clean. He was cleaning the blood with a towel, and Johnny Rods kept kicking his hand. And he wasn't 
like joking. He was like busting his back for real. It was so funny. I remember that. That's right. That's funny. Was, I remember he was that. he was looking at because remember he was very uh, his facial expressions were very you know good whatever prominent and he was upset yeah. with Johnny Rods. It was so and then he had a Mickey Mouse T-shirt. Johnny Rods. It's funny yeah. how you remember things. You know, something as the old yeah. saying. I don't remember what I had for breakfast, but I remember 19 <laughs> January of 1980 when Johnny Rods had a damn. Uh, Mickey Mouse around, but but he was he was a very good uh, uh, you know jobber. He 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 beat the as you said he beat the good guy the Tito Santanas and uh, the Rick Martels and the Gurias and all those guys. And of course he would lose. He would he would throw them against the ropes, and then he would telegraph the uh, incoming hit, and he'd hit the ropes yeah. and they give the finish him and they pin him and that was it. And then he would complain about the fast three count. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But him and Dom Danucci. Yeah, my foot was on the rope. Yeah. Right, right, right. Him and Dom Danucci and Larry Sharp were three of the and uh, yeah, they were three of the biggest uh, trainers of their day, and they had a lot yeah. like an all star team of. Uh, I think probably Vern Gagne was number one if you look at his roster. But um, yeah. Anyway, sure. okay. Our next guy we will talk about, and he is the king of the jobbers. And we talk. We still talk about the guy forty some odd years later, and that we'll, we'll be right back and talk about the King of Jobbers after we listen to a word from our friends, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson Lurie, with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at four one two nine six three nine three zero eight. And my policy quote: Call Lou Ragianti on his cell phone at four one two six zero nine 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 six three and or visit mypolicyquote.com. And by the way, you can listen to Eric's rock and roll show. He's a, it's a great show, not just the music, but he gives you details that he really does his homework. And you can listen to it on 88.3 in Pittsburgh um, on Thursdays at 8 o'clock. And some quick, uh, don't forget about my book. You can get that on my website, Channel Box with Luther Dupree Jr. and Smokin' Jim Frazier. Go to... Uh, as I said, channel box, click on a WBC live link and my pot basketball podcast, PABCA, the Pennsylvania Basketball Coaches Association podcast, go to PA-BCA.org and our new radio show, along with Steve Mancini, Italian Impact Weekly, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. on WKHB radio, 620 a.m. and 102.1 FM and April 15th, the first ever Yinzer Con. Don Spagnola has done an unbelievable job with this. This is very difficult to get everybody in one room, and he's doing it. <coughs> Hopefully, I'll be there if I'm not too sick. Mary Hours from KDK will be there, former Pitt uh, star, 93-7 uh, sports reporter. I guess that's what you call him, Rick. Doran Dickerson, John Banasak, former Steeler. Angelo Spagnola, who was voted the world's worst avid golfer. And Kathy Svlar of uh, the Shop and Save Lady. And, of course, yours truly, whatever title you want to give me. Go to buying at SteelCityGalleries.com for more information or call 724-243-3546. And May 15th, the 22nd annual For the Kids Celebrity Golf Tournament hosted by Sid Bream and former student John Kolb. 
a lot of great celebrities there. It's always a lot of fun. This is my 22nd year being invited there. I'm honored. And go to teamcsigolf.org for more information. We'll right back with Rick Mitchell. Why is it when I talk to my mom, she can't understand me? She gets so cranky and irritable. Well, your mother's ears cannot understand speech sounds, and that leaves her trying to guess what you said. This makes conversation exhausting for her. Can we help her? Yes, Julie. Once we improve her hearing, she'll be less frustrated and be able to enjoy talking with you again. If your loved one needs help hearing and understanding, call the Roscoe Hearing Center at 814-375-0455. Hearing solutions with the care you've been looking for. The law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Dom Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Are you tired of paying too much for health insurance? With those enormous premiums, you lose yardage, then get sacked with all the upfront costs. What are you paying for? Lou and his team at My Policy Quote are your number one draft pick. They have access to all the top carriers, and as a brokerage, they have full market visibility with the tools and experience. Let Lou help you and your family find truly affordable quality insurance and quarterback your power play to get you out of the penalty box. Call Lou and his team at 412-609-9963. Okay, Rick, the king of jobbers <laughs> mr frank williams it's all yours <laughs> i remember when oh it has to be in 80 81 maybe 82 a few of us you know the the the, the usual suspects are uh, are talking um and one of us and i can't it wasn't me it might have been you or somebody else i can't remember who it was but one of us said can you imagine being Frank Williams' kids? That's right. You know, when, when, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. when you see what happens to him every week, you know, and, oh, what's, your, you know what's your dad do? Well, my dad's a policeman. My dad's a fireman. My dad's a steel worker. My dad's this. So That's dad's Frank that. Williams. My dad's Frank Williams. <laughs> um, I remember that. Yeah. I, I, I suppose somebody had to, had to do it, you know, um, and he was just, awful i mean it was just it was just terrible and maybe that was the maybe that was the uh the the, the charm of the guy maybe the that charm. was how good he was that he could look so bad you know every week and just just get annihilated you know every week and maybe that's why people loved him maybe that's why you know everybody uh you know he he was one of those guys everybody wanted to work with i don't know but uh yeah he he just he, i never saw him do one of those jobber things where he mounts a comeback. He might get one shot in, but that's it. Yeah, he, he you got know, 
he never, I mean, he was one of those guys who got squashed almost every week, you know, and then obviously the big thing that even, even casual wrestling fans would remember was when he was on Piper's pit. Um, and that was one of the funniest, I, I, you know, again, you talk about, you don't remember what you had for breakfast this morning, but you remember, you know, 35, just when they changed the questions, I changed the answers. Exactly. And that was the funniest, you know, and it was Piper. I mean, that was the whole thing was Piper. And you worry about because when you, you finally heard Frank Williams talk, you worry is, 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 did he have some serious concussion issues or what? I mean, because he, <laughs> it was really hard to understand what he was saying. And then Piper just took it, ran with it. And it was hilarious. It was, it was just the fact that he just rifled him and just smacked him. And it was, oh, you know, you, you remember it to this day. I don't remember specific Frank Williams matches because he had so many that he got just true, true, torn up. But, but it's like he just, it wasn't, he didn't, he, he wasn't in great physical shape. He wasn't, he didn't move very well. He didn't, wasn't particular, a particularly great wrestler, you know, all this stuff. But again, everybody. But I'm not afraid to go in that. But I'm not afraid yeah. to go in that. <laughs> Exactly. And everybody that was a wrestling fan in the late seventies and the eighties knows who this guy was. There are, there are people that won championships that people don't remember as well as they remember Frank Williams, which, you know, I guess is good for him, I suppose. Um, But yeah, he's just one of those guys that you just, yeah, you you remember him and it's not necessarily for the great things he did. (laughs) But, uh, but you know, I, I guess it's nice to be remembered at any rate. So um, there you go. But he, uh, bloomed, that, that, he bloomed where he was planted. He was a jobber, and he was the best. <laughs> His name, yeah. real quick. Um, let me see here. I, I had it. I pulled it up here. Anyway, as I look for, okay. His name is Armando Pumajero from uh, from yeah. Columbus, Ohio. He, unfortunately, in 91, he passed away <clears throat> from lung cancer. Now, I want to say, I could be wrong about this, but he didn't appear on TV very much after the Piper incident. That may have been one of his last, ma- you know, appearances. Yeah, you, you're probably right. You're probably but right. But I'll tell you another thing. I don't know if you remember, but when Steve, uh, Swede Hansen gave him the pile driver, and, you know, broke his neck. Now, meanwhile, they I loved how uh, Worley, Dick Worley, Gilberto Ramon, and some wrestlers used to just throw. The guy broke his neck, apparently. And they used to flip him on the stretcher. You know, like, <laughs> you're not supposed to move him. And they would flip him right. on the stretcher. But he was, you know, doing the uh, shaking and all that kind of stuff. But, but right. uh, anyway... Uh, and then he came, <laughs> he came back a week later with a, he had a turtleneck on an ugly sweater, but he had a turtleneck on and he had a neck brace. Right. And, and he said, uh, you know, the pile driver should be, uh, illegal. Uh, and, well, McMahon helped him with the illegal part. And then yeah. he said, Do you, they think it should be banned from wrestling. He goes, yes. Will you ever fight St- uh, sweet Hansen? No, I'll never fight him again. Yeah. And then Blassie's laughing at him, pointing at him, just making him feel like garbage. You know? yeah. but, but I enjoyed, see, 
I think that's the problem with today. Every match now is a main event match. Now, the prelims, right. as they used to call them, we enjoyed those matches. I mean, like, right. like we never thought that Killer Khan was going to lose to Frank Williams. I mean, right. he would beat the hell out of him. You know, right. but it was, it was right. fun to watch. And right. but, but but like you said, the I don't know. I, I guarantee that both Frank Williams and Piper prior to that Piper's pit, neither one of them said this is going to be history today. Now, right. when Zabisco yeah. and Bruno fought, it, they probably didn't know it was going to be like it was, but they knew it was going to be it was going to pack the it house. Be pretty big. Yeah. 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 I, I, I guarantee you, Piper didn't say you know what, this is really going to be historic. I'm sure because they had lived it and it was great. And then uh, Piper, you know, did his thing and Frank got upset and Piper just beat the hell out of McMahon. Oh no. Yeah. In the background. And then, and then Frank Frank Williams Williams came back for more. Wasn't he from Puerto Rico? Real for real. Yeah. Yeah. He was actually from Puerto Rico. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I know it was Cleveland, Ohio. In fact, Piper spoke to that. Yeah, Columbus. Columbus Piper spoke to that. But the funny thing is, after Piper, yeah, yeah, I never lost in Columbus. He goes, Have you ever (laughs) lost in Columbus? He goes, Yeah. (laughs) He said, I've never seen you win a match. But after he beat the hell out of him, he he kicked him out, he moved him off that chair, and he says, It's as simple as this. And and then Frank came back for more. Yeah. And then Piper pounded him again. Like you said, he had no quit in him. No, he didn't. (laughs) He did. He should be. You know, they should make a movie about. Him. I mean, he's an inspirational guy, but he was he was yeah. tough. But you know what? Might though? be a fifteen minute. Might be a fifteen minute infomercial. But yeah, okay. I'd watch it. But <laughs> you know what? Though those guys, I I don't think I ever saw him at the Civic Arena though. Frank Williams. I don't know. I, I, I have to look. Because I wrote all my I matches down. Believe it or not. I, I wrote all the matches of the wrestlers, and I used to check more how many times they appeared in Pittsburgh. Maybe he did. I, 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 you I have think to check I that out. That'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah, that'd be interesting to find out. Yeah, but those guys were part of the reason why wrestling was so special to us. And, and oh, magic. of course, of course. Yeah. And you know, I, and I'll, I'll say this. I, again, I, I don't watch it now. And, and if people like Nick talks about his sons watching it, and I love hearing that. I'm glad they enjoy it. My cousin Chris, right. his two sons, uh, Rocco and Enzo, watch it. And they they've been, they go to the matches. And I like that they enjoy it. But, Rick, I was going to Saffron's. You know where that is, obviously. In sure. Yeah. And I don't know why. Don't ask me why. I was walking, and to my right was a, like a, a poodle in a car and I was making a left into the doorway at Saffron's and I have no idea why this hit me, but it was during the Pullman. Uh, no, what was his name? Not Pullman. Oh my God. I'm losing my marbles. Uh, the guy who passed away, he was really, yeah. Pillman. Pillman. Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman. Idiot. Brian right. Pillman. I, I'm an idiot. I, I told you, I remember things from 1980, but I remember things from a couple of years ago. Brian <laughs> Pillman, Stone Cold, Steve Austin uh, rivalry. Remember that? Yeah. And that was very good. And that was really good. But I said to myself, after this, <clears throat> I may never really watch wrestling anymore because it started to fade away for me. Yeah. You know, we yeah. used to go to Tom's and watch all the all the matches and, and they were good sure. entertaining matches. You know. Yeah. Uh, who who Mysterio fight for the fiftieth time? Who was that? Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko, yeah. Uh-huh. But 
but I, I wasn't crazy about that one. But we saw a lot of great matches. But unfortunately for me, it just didn't hold the same magic or interest. So that's right. why I, I chose the 70s and the 80s because we watched it. It was magical. It was fun. It was believable. They sold it well. I remember one time me and a couple guys were riding our bikes, and that's when the, when Hogan first came up. And we were saying, man, you think he can beat Bruno? Well, I, I think so. You know, or no, no, I mean, do you think Bruno can beat him? Yeah, we think so. You know, we were talking about that. Yeah. Or when the Samoans came, say, like, wow, who's going to beat those guys, right? right. Or when the, the Valiants, we said, well, they're never going to lose because they always get disqualified. Yeah. But it was <laughs> fun and it was magical. And I cannot tell you how magical it was for me to go to the matches, go to the Civic Arena. With you know the igloo, beautiful building for my money, yeah, and sure. just get that close and see that white apron and the ring and oh my god, it was just special. It was just special. Oh, it, it just you know I I remember every time um, we've gone because you you and I and a few others we 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 went to a SummerSlam. We went yeah, to, you know, we went to at least one or two Raws uh, when they were here. Right, um, right, right. And those were. Those were fun, but that was the attitude era. That was so that was fun. That that was that kind of was there was a nice transition from when we were watching in the 70s and the 80s to the attitude era. And that, and that, that stuff was hilarious. And that was so you're like, OK, it's a little different, but it's really good. You know, you tune in. It's really good. The Monday Night Wars was great. You know, uh, because you didn't know yes, what was yes. going to happen. You had no idea what was coming or for either organization. But, yeah, I totally agree with you. When when after the Attitude Era, uh, I just totally lost interest. I, you know, it, it, it's, it, it is what it is. I mean, I, you know, I'm not saying that uh, it's, it's better or worse. It's just for me. And I guess I suppose us. when you get older, you know, and, you know, it, it's just I, I know there, there was WrestleMania. Uh, this past weekend and um, I just didn't care you know I I I went and I looked up the matches and I'm like okay don't know who this is 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 I I I recognize some names and uh, I'm not I've never been a big Roman Reigns fan so and he's he's getting the big push you know in the WWE these days so it's like okay well there you go Um, and there are there are people that are that are good to watch like charlotte flair i think is tremendous i think she's great but i you know uh, she's not going to hold my interest you know right. uh to watch a three-hour raw you know um or or a smackdown or whatever so i it just it, it's it's really just not there in fact patty not too long ago maybe i don't know maybe last year or whatever she said hey you really don't watch wrestling anymore i said no i don't yeah. and it's just you know um just because I mean, it just it just kind of went away, like like a lot of other things. Is maybe as we get older, whatever, or, or well, things change. Like music is one thing that right, right, you know right. I, I think music's horrible today. But that's just right. me. That's just an old man. Well, the thing is, not really. I think it's we have something to compare it to. My parents well, something good to compare it to. Right. Yeah. My parents. My yeah. parents like the Commodores. My parents like some songs from yeah. the Beatles. You know, there was yeah. Uh, yeah. as they say, a hit's a hit. A good song's a good song. But right, absolutely. You and, and wrestling, like I said, we were lucky. The 70s and 80s, in my opinion, I believe yours was the best, a small piece of the 90s. WrestleMania yep. used to be magical, but now yep. 
know, it's for us. It's I mean, they're still great athletes, but sure. storylines are the same. The wrestlers aren't the same. Um, right. We were lucky. Nobody's going to replace Bruno. Nobody's going to replace Ric Flair. Nobody's going to replace The Rock. Nobody's going to replace Stone Cold. You know, there's just right. so many guys that are. You know, I don't. It's just. It just seems so like there's just a different breed of wrestlers coming out today that 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 aren't going to hit that those the 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 peak audiences and those you know they're gonna they're gonna um, they're even gonna go past the wrestling and get into pop culture. I mean, they're you know, Cena's coming close, but other than that, there's just nobody that's doing that right now. So you know, there you go. I mean, maybe that's like you said it. It it wasn't it's not as good as when we were coming up. So it's there not. you go. Well, Rick, always appreciate you being on. It's always fun when we started uh, talking about this. I said we're just going to do like we like we do, like when we talk about it, and that's what we did. We had yeah. a nice conversation about yeah. it, and I appreciate your time. And we'll have you on for I believe it's series five or six. I'm not sure. I think f- this is five, so the, our sixth series. So I'm looking forward to having you on, and. Uh, Get you back on soon. Looking forward to it, buddy. Thank you. All right, brother. Thank you. Okay, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. It's always a lot of fun to talk to Rick uh, and thank our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie, my policy quote called Lou Ragianti on his cell at 412-609-9963. Don't forget about my book. You can get that on my website. You can listen to uh, a lot of you can listen to this show obviously on our website as well, but uh, Channel Box on uh, click on the WBC live link. Uh, the Boxing Authorities go on Channel Box and, and listen to the show. Watch the show with Luther Dupree Jr. and Smoking Jim Frazier. The Basketball Podcast go to www.pa-bca.org, and Italian Impact Weekly with Steve Mancini and myself every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. You can check us out on WKHP Radio at 6.20 a.m., 102.1 FM. Mario Andretti will be on May 4th. I will remind all of you of that. Vince Ferragamo, former L.A. Rams Super Bowl quarterback, will be on. Donnie Iris will be on as well. And um, don't forget about the uh, couple of events that I'm going to be at this Saturday, April 15th, the first YinzerCon event. Doran Dickerson, John Banasak, Angelo Spagnolo, Mary Hours, Kathy Svlar, the Shop and Save Lady, uh, it is in Bell Vernon at Steel City Galleries. It's a great place. A lot of sports memorabilia, uh, baseball cards, football cards. They have some stuff from the Beatles. This guy has everything there. And you can go to the website buying at steelcitygalleries.com and you can call them at 724-243-3546 and finally may 15th 22nd annual for the kids celebrity golf event at treesdale hosted by sid bream and john kolb go to teamcsigolf.org thank you all for listening as always thank you mom and pop talk to you soon Thank you for listening to The Claudio Rosano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on ClaudioRosano.com.
is it when I talk to my mom, she can't understand me. She gets so cranky and irritable. Well, your mother's ears cannot understand speech sounds, and that leaves her trying to guess what you said. This makes conversation exhausting for her. Can we help her? Yes, Julie. Once we improve her hearing, she'll be less frustrated and be able to enjoy talking with you again. If your loved one needs help hearing and understanding, call the Roscoe Hearing Center at 814-375-0455. Hearing solutions with the care you've been looking for. The law offices of Eric Jackson Lorry are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lorry are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lorry are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, Call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Dom Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Are you tired of paying too much for health insurance? With those enormous premiums, you lose yardage, then get sacked with all the upfront costs. What are you paying for? Lou and his team at My Policy Quote are your number one draft pick. They have access to all the top carriers, and as a brokerage, they have full market visibility with the tools and experience. Let Lou help you and your family find truly affordable quality insurance and quarterback your power play to get you out of the penalty box. Call Lou and his team at 412-609-9963. 